I need to actually like have the text of the gospel. I You're walking away from the microphone, dude. I haven't memorized the gospel. What do you expect? Get back here! Shut up or I'll shut it up for you! Oh my gosh. He's in a bit of a mood today. Let's let's uh let's just podcast, man. We're you're doing ready. it. Especially Look at us. Since you're leaving, listen. Oh. I have never been as close to you as I am when I'm gone. I don't know what that means. Think about it. All I do know is that Father Derek is going away next week, and I'm don't still still don't know how to deal with it. I don't know how I'm gonna cope with it. It'll be my first time leaving you. How's the parish gonna survive? That's in good hands. Not yours, God's. Okay. <laughs> I think I'm going to call it the Father Derek Exodus. Why are you thinking like this? I don't know, because I'm trying to deal with it in my own way. How to cope with the Father Derek Exodus. So... Uh, today we are, um, we're answering a longtime listener's question, Mary Daly, actually Mary and Rick, they're inseparable, united in the holy sacrament of matrimony. <laughs> uh, Mary so and, dramatic. <laughs> they, uh, texted me, asked me a question about the, this past Sunday's gospel. Matthew chapter 22, verse 1 to 14. So they texted me, and, and this is what Mary said. I think it's a great question we can talk about for a little bit. All right. You ready? You ready? So ready. So wait, said, wait. Okay. I'm ready. See, I'm going to miss that. I'm going to miss that on the Father Derek Exodus. Miss what? Your jokes. I'm just so funny. Yeah, I know. You should record it and then play it back when you're missing me. There we go. Rick and I have an idea for your next podcast, struggling a little bit with today's gospel reading of the king turning away and killing a guest <gasps> for not dressing appropriately. <gasps> kind of harsh, don't you think? Question mark. Okay, so she's referring to the guy without the wedding garment. Yeah. Oh. Who the king kills. Just this idea that in the gospel that is... Supposed to be a gospel, you know, the good news. Kingdom of, of heaven. Love, joy, peace. Why is Jesus talking about a king killing the guest? Shouldn't the king be more merciful? Like, what are, what are your thoughts? What are my thoughts? The gospel is false. Is that it? <laughs> yeah, I think we should change the gospel so that it makes more That's sense it. to us. That's it. I think we should change yep. the gospel. Then we can feel better about ourselves. Yeah. And make our own God. That is really kind. There we go. Super nice. Wouldn't hurt a fly. <laughs> is this, are we being too sarcastic right now? Is this going to offend Mary? No, Mary, no, no. Mary. I think a lot of people, including yours truly, yeah, fall into the trap of trying to make sense of the gospel when we ourselves don't have the lens, don't have the imagination, don't have the vision of the big picture. Yeah. And so with our tiny visions, we implement... we. We impose our tiny imaginations on the gospel. Yeah, okay. That just can't work. Who is the guy? Is it Ben Franklin or Thomas Jefferson? Who, like, cut out all of the bad parts of the Bible? Really? I think it was Thomas Jefferson. Wow, no way. Yeah, I've yeah. never heard of that. No. Oh, no, so you, we always want to, with reverence and openness to 
the word of God and let we want the word of God to change us. We don't want to change the word of God, right? Yeah. So really good to wrestle because whenever something in the Bible causes us to perk up or like hairs on the back of our head stand up or question God's goodness, that's exactly where God wants to encounter us. Yeah, exactly. I think that's that's huge. Yeah. I think, be, but even before that, the preliminary and primary thing that you have to acknowledge is do you believe that the Bible is divinely inspired? Yeah. That. And that's a much easier question than trying to make sense of all of the details that exactly. don't really make sense. So like, first of all, like, is your heart in this where you can trust God enough to be able to believe that the, the Bible is divinely inspired, that it truly is the word of God? And then you can go from there. Yeah. Because otherwise, then you're always going to be looking for flaws mm -hmm. or contradictions or whatever that might be yeah exactly very good thank you you're welcome see i'm gonna miss that too during the father derek exodus I'm telling you replay it over and like over those again. affirmations always telling me good job how many affirmations have i given you in your life tim <laughs> two <laughs> don't you forget it <laughs> So Jesus in the in the 22nd chapter in this parable, he's talking about the kingdom of heaven, is like a king who gives a wedding feast for his son. And the wedding feast for his son is, what do we believe that? Like, you know this. I Should I not ask you? Heaven? Is this like a quiz show? <laughs> the wedding feast for his son? Yeah. So it's God, the father, has a son named Jesus yeah. who marries the church. the church, right? So this is the wedding feast of, of Christ and his, and his bride, the, the church. church. I get what you're saying. Sorry, okay. I was a little confused. <clears throat> it's late. So this is what heaven is supposed to be for us. A huge feast. And he's prepared everything. Killed his calves and his fattened cattle. Um, he's, he says, everything is ready. Come to the feast. So what I preached on was like prom. I think. I Did you see it here? This? I don't yeah, it was amazing. Uh, how, just how much preparation goes into prom. The tuxedo, boutonniere, corsage. Uh, after party, you know figuring out how you're going to ask her and, and all this stuff. And then what happens is you get up to the door and she's not there. And you're like, WTH. Why did I just do all this? Preparation. It's not going to happen. Yeah. And so that's what the king is feeling. Utterly disappointed that he's gone to all of this work to invite us to the wedding feast of his son. And it's not going to happen because they are refusing to come. Some ignored the invitation and went away. One to his farm, one to his business. And so the king says, forget it, fine. You don't want to come? I'm... He says to his servants, go invite anybody, good or bad, ugly. Tell them they're come. Tell them the feast is ready. And then the servants do that and the hall is filled with guests. Yeah. So here's where uh, the daily's question is. The king came in to meet the guests. He saw a man there not dressed in a wedding garment. The king said, my friend, how is it that you came in here without a wedding garment? The man was reduced to silence. The king said to his attendants, bind his hands and feet, cast him into the darkness outside where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. So I always feel like within myself too, and dailies might be this way, you might be this way. Maybe, no, he wouldn't be this way. But we're kind of like looking for reasons for God not to be the good guy. We're kind of like looking for reasons for God to be the bad guy so that we can then say, I knew it. I knew you were a bad guy this whole time. Everybody was saying you're a good guy. You're really not. You're really a bad guy. Wow. You know, you don't you ever don't think stop that? It. You do I do think it. that sometimes. Oh my gosh. I do because I want to validate all of my suffering. Mm -hmm. Oh, I get what you're saying. Right? Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. 
So um, it's very important for us to remember this little detail where the king says to the man without the garment, my friend, you are my friend. And the idea was that uh, you would get a garment before going to yeah. the wedding okay. in order to sort of confirm your invitation. And the expectation would be that you would wear it to the wedding. The fathers of the church said that this garment was your baptismal garment. Yeah. So you're supposed to bring your baptismal garment unstained into heaven, right? Yeah. There's that line in the baptismal, yeah. right? Your true identity. So he, he puts off this garment. The garment, the father said, was the works, the, your, the fidelity to the gospel, one's own fidelity to the gospel, all works of charity, all manners of prayer and, and informing oneself in the life of the virtues. You're supposed to put on the garment. Yeah. But this guy hasn't. So, so why, why does the king have to kill him? The king, the king doesn't just like chop off his head. Yeah. What does the king do? He binds him, hands and feet, and casts him into the darkness outside. Because he has refused to put on, to, he's refused to accept the gift, the grace of God, and enter into the feast. Yeah. It says the man was reduced to silence. Which we all are going to be reduced to silence at our judgment. Because we'll all be doing, we'll, we'll all have to answer, account for things that we are not proud of, that we are actually rather embarrassed that we did. Yeah. So that's the proper disposition of a guest into the feast. I think far too, too many of us think of Christianity, oh, I'm a Christian. I deserve heaven. That's not the right attitude. That's rather self-righteous and like narcissistic almost. But the proper disposition, disposition is that of, Humility, recognizing that you don't deserve it because you've done all of these things that seemingly should take heaven away from you. Yeah. But the kingdom of heaven is like this king because he he is in the seat of judgment. And that's why people are always... Have you heard like the Orthodox or like monks? They're saying, Lord, have mercy like 3,000 times. Yeah. Like, That's a huge thing for the Lord Orthodox. Jesus Christ. They have a, like, a rosary that all yeah. they do is say, Lord Jesus Lord, Christ, Lord have, have mercy, mercy. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Yeah. They're begging for the mercy of God because they know that they've done some serious stuff and that their wedding garment is actually rather tainted. And they've put it off. They know that they've put it off. And we're okay with this understanding because we know that the only way for us to have the mercy of God is to beg for it. Because we need it. And without it, we too will be bound and cast into the darkness where there's wailing and grinding of teeth. That's how I understand it, at least. Yeah. How do you, like, do you want to add to, to that? No, I think, I think you said it very beautifully and depressingly, in a way. It kind of is. It is. And that was, that's is. kind of part of the point, I yeah. think, of this. So that's the thing. <laughs> the Bible is not supposed to make you feel good about yourself. I know, I know. Dude. It's not. Yeah. It's supposed to make you feel good about God who loved you into existence and breathes life into you at every moment of your life, it's not to make you just relish how much you have accepted the invitation of God and are responding. Because no one has done that except the Blessed Mother. It's not supposed to make you feel good about yourself. It's supposed to make you feel good about God. Dude, you are passionate tonight. I am passionate about this. You're feeling it. This is great. If we don't go to heaven, it's not God's fault. It's ours. you're, You're pumped up about this. Salvation, man. I know, dude. In no other name are we saved. I'm gonna call this podcast Father Derek is Pumped Up. No, don't put my Father name. Derek gets jacked up. <laughs> <laughs>
or we can name it Father Derek gets pumped up right before the Father Derek exodus happens. Did you tell people what the exodus is? No. <laughs> no, I you think, think I'm I leaving. No, yeah, no, no, no. Father Derek exodus is. Father Derek's going on a retreat for a week. No, like two weeks. No, it's eight days. Eight days. Designation, silent retreat. Was that long enough? Well, Mary and Rick Daly, if uh, I don't know if we answered your question, <laughs> but but we still hope you you got Catholic. you got some uh, passionate Father Derek preach preaching going on. Why don't you say something about it so what? I don't feel like I'm no, I think you I think you said it all. Mary C's quarantined is a Mary C's of wisdom dynamic original podcast. <laughs>